Alright, so we're back talking with Angela Michelle of Raven Red Photography. In part one, we talked about her personal experiences growing up and with sexuality. And now we're going to talk about some of her professional experiences with the sexual side of life. So tell us about the professional side of you. Sure. So I am a boudoir photographer here in San Antonio. Um, I started specializing in boudoir in 2014 and I quickly realized that this was a passion of mine and that boudoir photography was so much more than just photos, that it was a chance to help people have a personal transformation and as the photographer I could help facilitate this change and I think that's what made me fall in love with boudoir photography more than anything else. So what have you learned? I've learned that people, all people, both men and women, have their insecurities and that the way they perceive themselves is um, very much tied into how they present themselves in the world. And I see the boudoir session as a ritual and I should first say that my background is uh, my degree is in cultural anthropology, and so I studied a lot about rituals. And the purpose of a ritual is to transform someone from one state into another. And first of all, when you think about photography in general, all the times we hire photographers tend to be at all these important milestones in our life. Um, newborn session, maternity session, weddings, quinceaneras, graduations, anniversaries, and the boudoir session is kind of a personal milestone for some people, I feel like. It's a chance for them to reconnect to who they are and maybe redefine who they are in this world. Um, I think the power of the session itself is that we help, see, we help someone see themselves as they want to be seen. So with a boudoir session, people want to feel sexy and desirable and empowered and I help people see themselves that way because it's not always easy to see ourselves that way. We see ourselves in the day in day out and running errands and just living our life and we forget that we're still attractive and sexy and beautiful and empowered and so seeing ourselves that way through photos can really empower us to rediscover that side of ourselves. Have you felt that same way about it since you started or have some of these thoughts been newer? Some of the thoughts were newer. Um, I, I started, I feel like I really started to feel this way after sessions that were much more emotional than I expected them to be. Um, I had sessions with women who were maybe going through something on a personal level and that didn't see themselves as beautiful and having the photo shoot changed how they saw themselves. And I saw that emotional breakdown. I had women who cried on my shoulder, who explained that they didn't see themselves as beautiful before and I just changed how they saw themselves. And because of that, they now felt different about themselves. They carried themselves differently. And not just how they saw themselves, but how other people saw them. And I think that was because 
even if those other people didn't see those photos, people carried themselves differently after seeing themselves as beautiful. And so that carriage that they had, the way they carried themselves, it changed the way other people saw them because it's an internal transformation. And so, yeah, with boudoir photography, you know, there's hair and makeup and, you know, wardrobe and there's all this, but it's, it's so much more than the physical transformation. It's really about that emotional inner transformation that happens to someone. And I, I feel like the more that I do it, the more it kind of validates my idea of that because I see it happening more and more. And I see women who come to me after their photo shoot telling me how it changed them. It changed how they saw themselves. It changed their relationship with their partners. It's, it's changed their relationship with the world. And so. Do you have any examples you can share? Sure. Um, it's kind of hard because, you know, I, people do, as a boudoir photographer, they open up to me very much emotionally and I want to respect their boundaries and their privacy and what they tell me. Um, but I've had women who come in and they tell me, um, you know, that they weren't feeling attractive anymore. And it can be something as simple as, you know, maybe they're a mom who's had three kids and they no longer feel like they own their body and they don't feel sexy and they don't feel connected to their body. And after their photo shoot, they see themselves as that beautiful, uh, empowered, sexy human that owns her body, that owns her sexuality, that owns her sensuality. And that helps her to carry herself in this new way. And it can be something as simple as, you know, she puts on a little makeup in the morning or she just, she feels a little sexier. So she stands a little taller. So she gets a little more playful with her husband. It's, it's just those little things. It's that shift the way they think of themselves. I imagine that when the woman is coming to see you, she's already had to make some leap to get there. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself reaching out to people or helping people make that leap? I have found that um, people usually come to me after they've been watching me for a long time. They find me on social media, typically Instagram or Facebook, and they follow my work sometimes for years and they silently watch. And usually by the time they book me, they tell me that they've been watching me. They are really inspired by what they've seen other people say about my work and how it's made them feel and that they just want that for themselves and that they're scared. They don't think that I can make them look good, but they really want to feel what I can help them feel. And at that point, it's me encouraging them. It's helping them to believe in themselves. Uh, I think they believe in me at that point. I don't think they believe in themselves yet. And so for me with a portrait session, I do an in-person consultation before every photo shoot. And that's an important aspect for me because it allows me to get to know the person and for that person to get to know me and we form a, a connection and that connection allows them to be more vulnerable with me. So um, it, it allows me time to, I guess, dispel any of their fears or concerns 
and like I said, they trust me. They don't just, they don't trust themselves yet. They're scared they're not going to know how to pose. They're scared they're not going to know how to be. And I just, part of my job is just getting them to relax and just getting them to be in the moment and to trust, trust themselves. Um, so yeah, I think to me, it's, it's, it's an experience. It's not, the photos are kind of like the souvenir, but the experience is really what it's about. Sounds like there's a lot of similarities between that and therapy. Yeah, and I've I've actually had quite a few clients who come to me who tell me that they have spent years in therapy trying to work through their emotions around how they perceive themselves and their body and that I I don't claim to be a therapist by any means, but they they tell me like what they've tried to work on for years in therapy, I help them do in a couple of hours. And I think the power of that is that the photography is the ritual and it, it transforms. The purpose of a ritual is to transform someone. And so I'm transforming how they see themselves and that's through letting them see themselves outside of their self. And I'm also giving them agency to see themselves how they want to be seen. Because in the consultation, we talk about why they're doing the photo shoot and we talk about how they want to be seen, how they want to see themselves. And for some, it's it's a sexy suite. It's a casual, um, more, I guess, toned down sexy. And for some of them, they want to go full on alter ego and see themselves as this like empowered sex goddess. And so I'm giving them a chance to dictate how they are going to see themselves. And I think that there's just power in that. And it's, it is a photo shoot almost becomes a therapy session because they open up to me about things. They open up to me about trauma, about sex, about personal relationships. And that's all part of the process. And so I see my role is just to give them space to express and to feel whatever they want to feel. And so I have women who cry, who laugh, who sometimes they, they talk about their trauma. They talk about, um, I mean, some things are crazy as, as rape, as, as abuse. And I just, I hold space for them. I listen to them and I let them be vulnerable. And there's something about taking off your clothes for a boudoir session that you're physically being vulnerable, that somehow the emotional vulnerability kind of goes hand in hand. When they take off their clothes, they also take off their, I guess their shield and they be vulnerable on this very personal level with me. You've been on the other side of the camera. Yes. How does it feel being the subject in a session? So for years, I was scared to be on that side of the camera. Um, I think part of why I became a photographer was because I didn't like being in front of the camera. I always wanted to be behind it. And so it was really hard for me to push myself to be on that side. And I remember I attended a workshop with a boudoir photographer in Las Vegas. And she said, if you are not on the other side, you're a hypocrite because you were trying to get women to do something that you yourself won't do. And that's not fair. 
And to really understand what they're going through, you have to put yourself into that perspective. And that was hard for me because I wasn't happy with how I looked. I, I for a time, didn't see myself as sexy, but yet I was encouraging women that it's not about size, it's not about age, embrace what you have, and yet I wasn't doing that for myself. So when I decided to take the leap to be in front of the camera, I had to come to terms with all of that. And that's when I think I really realized the power that it had and it changed everything for me because to see myself the way that someone else saw me and to see that even at the size I was, I was still beautiful, I was still sexy, that just it shifted so much for me on a personal level that I really believed what I was doing then. You mentioned in the last uh, interview about the health changes you had and the stroke you had in 2016 mm -hmm. left you blind in one eye. How has that changed things? I think being sick does have a lot to do with how you perceive yourself. And several of my clients have either had health conditions or maybe accidents that have left scars that has changed how they view themselves. And so I can see how that definitely changes how we see ourselves. And I did my first own personal boudoir session being in front of the camera probably two months before my stroke. And then after my stroke, I had several other sessions and I sometimes think like, I'm so glad I did that because I think that it kept me from ever feeling like my illness was gonna define me of like I'm not sexy because of it. Because even though I had a stroke, even though I lost eyesight, even though I had trouble breathing, I could still see myself as sexy. I could portray what I wanted to be. And I think that being sexy is about being confident. And if you have that confidence, then that is sexy. And, um, you know, talking to, I, I had a lot of guy friends growing up and talking to them, they always told me that they find sexiest is when people have confidence and it's not about what a woman necessarily looks like or her body shape. It's about how sexy, she is through her confidence and I've always remembered that. And so um, I'm glad that I had those sessions on a personal level because I think it, it, didn't, it didn't have an impact that it could have had, like me being sick. I still saw myself as sexy. It didn't matter that I was sick. There's two photographs of you that I've seen that I can recall right now. I'm sure I've seen more than two. and. One of which, I, as I recall, has I think, a, a heart in a window uh, or in a mirror. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think I could find this one. And I think it's a picture of you holding a camera, maybe through. Oh, that, that was taken by me. <laughs> and then there's another one, and I'm. That was some boudoir, but that was just a self portrait. But a, a self portrait. But then there's another one that's, when I think of you, this one's the iconic picture of you, and it's you have an eye patch with some metal spikes coming out of it. Mm -hmm. And I assume that was taken after your stroke mm -hmm. with the eye patch. And that just seems like such a strong picture. Uh, I wish I were eloquent enough to describe what I'm thinking when I say that picture, but just a very powerful picture, accepting the 
the stroke, the blindness, but just those metal spikes coming out of that eye patch. What did that mean to you? To me, it meant resilience. It meant um, feeling empowered and embracing what has happened to me because I feel like the experiences that I've gone through with my illnesses and my strokes and all the health struggles, um, they've, they've changed me as who I am at my core. But I choose to decide how they change me and I've chosen to them to have them empower me. And so when I had the concept for that photo shoot, I knew I wanted an eye patch to show that I was blind in one eye, but I wanted to show it on my terms. I didn't want it to be a sad photo. I wanted it to be a strong photo, a strong narrative, um, something of like a warrior or empowered and um, just strong. I wanted strength and resilience. And so I had a good friend take that photo and um, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite photos of, of myself that someone else has taken because I feel like it just represents my struggle, but also my determination and my resilience. Do you have a favorite photograph that you've either taken of yourself or of someone else? That someone else has taken of me or that I've taken of someone? Either. Okay, so of me, um, I worked with this one photographer. She was actually my first real boudoir shoot that I was in front of the camera. And um, she's a photographer out of Canada and she specializes in curvy plus size and body image. She's a body image coach. And um, I showed up to the session and my biggest insecurity, like most women, is my midsection. And so I came in with corsets and I was going to hide and I come in and she's like, um, yeah, no, you're not going to wear that. I want you in panty and bras. In fact, why don't you take off the bra for a shot? And I was just like in shock and I was like, but I hate my stomach. And she's like, yeah, shut up. You're beautiful. Stand over there. And she took this photo of me and it's a shot in a mirror. So She's actually like shooting the mirror and you see me in the mirror and looking at myself and I was like, oh, my stomach and just embracing the moment. And uh, she helped me do that with that photo. I should add, I also photograph fine art nudes in addition to boudoir. You, you photograph what? Fine art nudes. Fine art nudes, okay. Yeah. And I think that's partly, you know, we talked previously about how um, I lived in Italy at a young age and... For me, I saw nudity as just art. And so I, when I photograph nudes, I almost think that my nudes are less sexy than my boudoir. Now explain the difference between fine art nude and boudoir photography. Sure, so to me, boudoir photography is, it's very sexy. It's usually clothed. Um, it's usually, not always, but it's usually like, Usually you're wearing lingerie or certain aspects are covered, but it's it's very um, suggestive. It's very sexy. And fine art nudes to me tend to not be sexy. And it's weird because you're wearing less clothes, but I think maybe that's part of me growing up in Europe and not seeing nudity as 
being related to sex, but they're more about body form and shape and the way that light falls on the body and shapes the body and shapes the muscles and the curves. And so it's less about sexiness and more about, I guess, form. Is, and this is just me imposing my own thoughts on this, but is boudoir, does that have more to do with motives and sensuality and enticement? There's some incentive in the photography that is meant to motivate something, whereas fine art is just what you see is what there is. It's more about what's in front of the camera, more yeah. about the body itself at that moment. I think so. I think for me, um, I'm not saying that nudes can't be sexy. They can. I just think for me and my work, they tend to be more non-sexual and almost more like reminiscent of like the statues I would see in Italy, more just about the form of the body. Okay. Um, I forgot why we were talking about Uh, that. Me too. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Oh, so I, I don't have a problem with the human body, male or female. It doesn't matter to me. So I have photographed um, male boudoir. I have photographed male nudes. Um, I did become skeptical after an incident, though, where I had um, a person that I quickly realized was not interested in the photos, but that they wanted to masturbate in front of me. And I think maybe part of it was that they wanted to, I don't know, maybe there was a fetish of them surprising me. Um, but that's not what I, that's not what I do as a photographer. You know, I'm not, I'm not there to, I guess, live out your fantasy. I'm there for, to create art with you. And so... I realized that I couldn't create art with this individual because they weren't listening to me. And it's kind of the same reason with couples. I have a lot of couples who contact me and they want me to photograph them having sex. And I always explain that I can't really photograph you having sex because at that point, you're probably not really listening to me. And for me to get the photos that I want to create, I have to be able to direct you, direct you in the positions I want you in, Uh, both for the sake of lines and composition, but also with the lighting. And so um, it's, unfortunately, it's made me a little skeptical of photographing some men. It was just a situation I wasn't prepared to be in. Do you, I mean, perhaps prior to that first experience, or that one experience, you weren't explicit enough with your subjects are you more explicit now i mean do you have is this something you put in writing or do you explain this up front that here's where what we're going to do and not do yeah so um previously to that i wasn't doing in-person consultations and since then i always do an in-person consultation with an individual and i do discuss like what we're going to do what's allowed um you know i photographed a couple earlier this year and i was I was very upfront of like, you know, there's not going to be any sex. You can definitely be completely nude. We can make it look like you're having sex as far as the way the photos look. But in order for me to direct you, I need to have your attention. Your attention needs to be on me so that I can get the kind of photos I want to create. And I think that, you know, after they saw their photos, I think they really understood 
because when they saw the photos, they were amazed at how they came out. And they're like, yeah, if, if we'd actually been having sex, there's no way you could have gotten those <laughs> types of photos. And I was like, I know, because I needed to be able to guide you. I needed to be able to tell you, nope, two inches to the left, two inches, oh, wait, no, yeah, turn your head this way. And, you know, if you're having sex, at that point, you're not really listening to me. Yeah, two inches one way or another during sex <laughs> might be problematic. Yeah. Especially left or right. <laughs> it seems like it requires the, the people to put their trust in you. I mean, they're coming to you to say, look, we, we want you to take control of the situation and make us look a certain way. Um, any other odd experiences you've had during photography, either with men, women, couples? Gosh, I should have thought of that more because I've had some crazy experiences and now they're just like out of my head. Um, you know, I think that every session is totally different and I never know what to expect. I never know if someone's going to cry on me, if someone's going to talk to me about trauma, if someone's going to talk about the relationship. I never know. I just never know what to expect. And for me, that's part of the appeal of photography is that I can't, I have to let go of some aspect of control. You know, it's funny because I talk about how I need to control you, but I do have to let go of some ideas of control and then work with what I have. And so um, there's a little bit of a challenge in that of like, okay, I don't know what today's session is going to bring. I don't know if you're going to break down crying on me. I don't know if you know, we're going to spend half the time laughing. I just, I don't know. And I have to be open to whatever happens. Um, photographing for me is a very, like I'm emotionally drained after a photo shoot. Like I just want to go home and not talk and not like, I just need kind of downtime to like decompress because I think as an empath, I think I take on a lot of emotion that's being felt throughout the session. And so I think that it just, um, it takes a lot out of me. And because you never know what's going to happen, you don't know how to prepare. Um, what are the emotions that you feel after a session? Some, it, it's sometimes it's, it's definitely physically draining. Sometimes it's emotionally draining. Sometimes... I'm very happy, um, elated that, you know, that we had so much fun and that I've made someone feel what I've made them feel. Um, sometimes it's sadness at some of the stories that they've told me of, you know, experiences they've had or how they've been made to feel or how they've been shamed for their body. Um, sometimes I resonate, like certain things resonate with me. Like I, I felt those things too. And so it takes me back to those places of feeling judgment or insecurity. And so, um, it can, it can really make me feel a range of emotions. And I think that's why after a photo shoot, I just need to go home and not do anything. I, I literally just want to like maybe veg on some Netflix and just not think for a little bit. Um, I don't even, I don't download right away. I don't like to look at the photos right away. I need to almost take a step back from them. When you have the after sessions, when you're sitting down with people, have you ever had anyone, you know, I imagine that most people are very pleased looking at their mm -hmm. pictures afterwards and impressed with what they see. Do you ever get someone feeling disappointed that their expectations are more than what uh, 
what they saw? I don't know if it's... I don't think it's necessarily disappointment, but I, I have seen people still live in so much judgment of themselves. Like, they'll concede, like, the photos are beautiful, but I still need to lose 20 pounds. And that kind of hurts me. Like, not not my ego. Like, I didn't do my job because I know I did the best that I'm... I'm always putting all my all into every photo shoot. Um, but it hurts me because I'm like, you live in such a judgmental tone of yourself. And by you doing that, you're not opening yourself up to the best life you can live and you're you're not you're living in fear you're living in this like disconnect and it hurts me because I think I was there at points in my life I think I lived in fear where I lived small and I I judged myself and every photo I saw I was like oh I could be thinner I could be this I could be that and when I see people do that it, it hurts me and the funny thing is is that the people who tend to do that tend to be some of the most beautiful people you can imagine. Like from our perspective, they are perfect. They have perfect bodies, but they are so judgmental of themselves. And that hurts me because I'm like, it's just, that's something internal. That's something that, you know, it doesn't matter. What are your upcoming plans for photography? Yeah, so... Um, I, I've been on hiatus for medical reasons, so I'm really looking forward to coming back. Um, I'm looking to come back late, uh, 2018, early 2019. I would love to bring on some additional photographers. Um, I find myself sometimes overwhelmed with the work. Um, I would love to have other photographers on board. Um, I still want to do the photography aspect myself but I just think having a team to help me kind of handle everything, whether it be the editing, the retouching, um, maybe some of the photo shoots themselves, I think that would be a huge help. And I think I want to see myself expand to um, teaching also. I started teaching photographers uh, last year, and I work with upcoming photographers who are still honing their skills, whether it be imposing lighting or even the business structure side. And so I would love to start doing more mentoring and workshops. Um, I would love to start traveling more. Uh, most of my work has been here in San Antonio and Texas. I would like to see myself start branching out. And um, because I am studying sex coaching and I did become a 500 hour certified RYT uh, yoga instructor, I want to be able to kind of combine all these and to eventually do um, retreats of a sort where women and men can come and we can have a retreat where we explore body image issues, um, some sex coaching would be involved, some meditation, some yoga, some really just tuning in to who we are. And I would love to have a way where the boudoir shoot is kind of a portion of it because I want that to kind of be the, the ritual transformation that helps them to um, process everything they've been through. Sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited for the future. So if somebody wants to see your work or book a session with you of any type, how, how would they find you? The best way is through my website. It's ravenredphoto at 
uh, I mean, ravenredphoto.com. Okay. And um, they can find me on most social media at ravenredphoto, Instagram, Facebook. Um, fine art nudes are going to be found on Tumblr under ravenredphoto. Okay. Anything else to add before we close out? I think that's it. Okay. Thanks for talking with us. Thank you. Bye-bye.